From TV6 News, it's Descubre with Monse. I'm Monse Ricosa. Descubre means to discover, and I'm here to help you discover more about different and diverse topics in the United States. Welcome to Descubre with Monse's 14th episode, The Impact of a High School's Racist Video on Social Media. Today is Monday, April 12th. On Friday, an 11-second video was shared on Facebook showing a black football player being pressured into a locker with bananas hanging in it. You can then hear another student point and yell, get in the chair or I'll break your knees, at which point the football player sits inside the locker and appears to be uncomfortable. This happened inside Moline High School's locker room and the video has been shared nearly 2,000 times within just a few days. Moline, Illinois' police department called the video, quote, shocking, depicting a disturbing racist scene. The school district says that behavior has no place in their learning community and they are working with law enforcement and the school district's internal investigation. They go on to say, quote, student safety and a welcoming environment remain the top priority for all Moline Cool Valley schools. The vile behavior depicted in the video does not represent our core values and has no place in our learning community. Clearly, we have work to do. The Moline police chief says the boys are teammates and friends. Regardless, the incident is disturbing and a teaching moment that we can all do better and treat people better. We are choosing not to show the video due to there being minors involved. While the video circulates social media, it has brought up a lot of concern from parents and community members demanding action be taken. Today, we hear from Tracy Singleton, the founder of Well Suited, which is a mentorship program for African-American boys. She'll explain the impact this has not only on the football player, but the community as a whole. So obviously this video of the high schooler has been shared hundreds of times on Facebook. Have you, well, first, have you seen the video? I have seen the video. And um, what was I, your reaction when you saw it? At first, I wasn't quite sure what I was looking at, um, but I, it kept coming in my inbox. People kept inboxing me and were saying, you know, like, we can't believe this happened. So um, we had just got in from dinner. So like, I wasn't quite focused, you know, but then mm -hmm. I started watching it and immediately I was hurt. You know, I, I was hurt that this, this young black boy just like felt like you could see it in his face. Like, I don't know who he is. I don't know his family, um, but I know the look because I've seen it in my own son's eyes. Mm -hmm. So I just felt so bad for him. Um, and then after that was anger mm -hmm. that this is, that this could happen right here. And so blatantly, like it was okay that the students that were filming this, it was okay, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a concern for me as well. Right. When you talk about that look that, you know, you recognized immediately in him and in your son, what is that look? That look is a look of, of hurt. Mm -hmm. and 
and then going along because it was easier to do that than to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. A feeling of helplessness, you know, um, and and a, why why me why? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the school and the police department are working together to identify these kids, and, and the police say that they were teammates and they might have been friends, but it's still you know, an appalling incident, especially knowing that this isn't just a stranger who is being racist and doing this against this kid. It was a colleague, a friend of his, you know, how does that change this situation at all? Do you think? Regardless of whether this was a friend, a teammate, a neighbor, whatever, wrong is wrong at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you know, and living in a community like the Quad Cities where there is, you know, the the percentage of Black people that the population for Black people is fairly low. Mm -hmm. Um, You you get into situations where um, you kind of just have to go with the flow, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not always right. It's not always easy. I remember um, someone, I had a boss tell me to my face about an incident well, it's not always about race. No, mm-hmm. it most definitely is. And if you had to say that, then you already knew what it was. Right. But at the same time, I was told, well, Tracy, you got to play the game. No, mm-hmm. like we shouldn't, we should just be able to just be and mm-hmm. be who we are and not have added stress on dealing with racist people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you can say, oh, they were just kids. Oh, this was just, you know, they were just playing around there. It was racist. It was mm-hmm. racist. And it was, I would go so far as to say a hate crime. I, that was a discussion in our newsroom that there was a lot of uncertainty over what to call this video. If it was hazing, if it was a hate crime, racially motivated racist you know is what would you describe it as is there much of a difference between racially motivated and racist yes because racist is a behavior it is a characteristic it is part of who you are you don't just be racist for one incident incident and then Mm -hmm. i'm not racist anymore no it doesn't work like that you don't get that uh card to be like oh no it was just an incident no if you did it you're racist it was mm-hmm. not a hazing because a hazing um I, I mean i i have a daughter who's in a sorority that went through hazing mm-hmm. and, and it had nothing to do with singling her out as an individual based on her race and having mm-hmm. racist props as right. part of this hazing incident and then being threatened And at the same time, people are videotaping this and laughing about Mm it. And no, that that wasn't a racist incident. That wasn't a racially charged incident because you don't get to be racist for just one time. If you're, you are who you are at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. And the Mm -hmm. thing is with these boys, I'm going to assume that they were all boys because it was the football team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that at the end of the day, like you didn't see anything wrong with this you didn't feel like there were going to be any repercussions because this was 
it's going to be on the internet, you know? Right. And at this, at the same time, like black boys, they don't get that second chance. They don't get a chance to sweep things under the rug. They don't get a chance to be able, oh, he's just a kid. Doesn't happen mm-hmm. like that. They get records and then those mm-hmm. records follow them. And I feel personally that the same thing needs to happen. You know, I know that there's always incurred, we've seen this happening, especially after George Floyd, mm-hmm. that you know, things that were happening on high school and collegiate levels, well, this could ruin their chances. This could ruin their chances to get into college. So you, you knew that when you, but then they Mm -hmm. didn't know that. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting more upset about it because that's where that whole privilege thing comes in, where you feel you can do whatever you want to do and not suffer any consequences behind it. And that's just not, that's not fair. And this, this student, this young man, he didn't deserve what he got. And there needs to be consequences for it. What kind of consequence would you want to see? Because a lot of people have been saying the kids need to be either suspended or expelled or kicked off the football team, scholarships taken away. What do you think would be the just reaction? All of that. And an acknowledgement. And just as public as you were to put that video up, an apology video, but we already know that's not going to happen. <laughs> we yeah. already know because they're minors and I get all that, you know, yeah. but um, if nothing is done, then they don't see where they were wrong. Hmm. And that is that this needs to be a teaching moment, if nothing else. Um, I understand criminally, there's probably not going to be any charges. So now it's up to our school district and our community mm-hmm. to say this was wrong mm-hmm. and become a teaching moment for our community. They're going to release the statements. We already know that. They're going to right. release their statements that say we're going to work more on diversity, equity, and inclusion. We are committed to change. They're going to, mm-hmm. but the damage is already done so now take this moment as an opportunity to not just show him but to show Mm -hmm. a community who says that they want to be more welcoming and inclusive Mm -hmm. a a school district who says all students should feel safe Mm -hmm. this is your chance to put actions behind your words Mm -hmm. yes the school like you said put out the press release and they said this doesn't represent our core values, has no place in our learning community. Clearly, we have work to do. What is the school's responsibility in this? Or what would you want them to teach their kids? Because sometimes just having a presenter come up will go right over their heads as teenagers. Right. Um, and it's yeah. not, so what, what, what I noticed also in this video, even though it was very short, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't what was said. It was it was what wasn't said Mm -hmm. there was no one sticking up for that for him to Mm -hmm. say hey man that that's not right don't do that this isn't right Mm -hmm. there was no administration around Mm -hmm. to monitor and say no this isn't what we're going to do Mm -hmm. so I feel like words are just words that there has to be action behind the words Mm -hmm. that every teacher in that school 
needs to stand up and say, this was wrong. Mm -hmm. The principal of that school needs to stand up and say, this was wrong. That coach, he, 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 he shouldn't want those particular boys on his team representing Moline High School anyway mm -hmm. because of their actions. He has a responsibility as a coach to stand up and say, this was wrong. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. It's the actions behind the statement that are going to matter most. Not to say that the boy should have been the one to bring it to the school's attention, but is there any way that you think that that wouldn't have happened, that the boy would have spoken up or is there too much pressure to be quiet and just go along with the racist behaviors? To play the game. Mm -hmm. It's once again, when you look at our community and um, the way it's structured, it's a lot harder to speak up for yourself and feel like you're being heard, um, to feel like uh, faculty has your back, to mm -hmm. feel like something is going to change too. Often we see things that they don't change. They're just mm -hmm. the same. There'll be a statement and then things are just going back to the way mm -hmm. they were. So there, as, and especially as a young adult, you know, I have a hard time doing it as right. an adult. So especially as a young adult, a teenager, um, mm -hmm. you know, there was a study done, I believe by Harvard, that said that Black students experience eight instances of racism daily. Hmm. At some point in time, that has to start affecting your mental health, right. your education. And then on top of that, if you feel like you, you have a community, a school, a team who don't appreciate you for who you are, mm -hmm. that makes it even more difficult, you know? Mm -hmm. So as a community, the African-American community, Black community, we're resilient. We're survivors. Mm -hmm. We've had to be all these years. We deal with things um, that weren't our fault. So we're going to survive. That's not the question. The question is, why do we have to? Mm. Why can't we just be? Mm -hmm. That's the question, you know? So once again, I feel this is a great opportunity for a teaching moment, not just yeah. at Moline, but for our entire community, because this is something that, once again, the reason why we have the conversations that we have are because it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, that's, that's Minneapolis. Oh, mm -hmm. That's in Atlanta. That's in Chicago. No, mm -hmm. that's right here in the Quad Cities. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just read an article not too long ago about how the YMCA, um, it wasn't until the late 60s that they started allowing Black people mm -hmm. to swim in the pool. You couldn't swim in the pool at the Y if you were Black. Wow. And then they started um, one day a week, like we'll just say Mondays. Mm -hmm. If you were Black, you could go swim at the Y. Mm -hmm. And when I read that article, I got to thinking, if that's like the 60s, mm -hmm. people who thought that was okay, they're still here. They're right. still alive. They might have been those grandkids doing it. Exactly. And so, and so it's learned behavior. 
mm-hmm. you know? And so I always, I always say nothing changes if nothing changes. This can't be swept under the rug. Those kids cannot not be held accountable for what they did. Moline has to make a statement with action behind it mm-hmm. to show to the greater Quad Cities that this is not what happens here in the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. Or be who you are and say that's what it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of the parents, like we've seen, we've gotten hundreds of comments under these posts that we're making. They're saying that it's on the parents' responsibility. Do you believe it's the parents that should have taught their children wrong? It's part of the community that needs to do this? Who is to blame if there is a blame on this? It's a combination. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do believe, I was, I, people show you who they are. You just got to believe them when they show you who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you go go back, generations and generations you know my dad my dad is 70 he'll be 77 he's from memphis tennessee he's from the south he grew up in the south and at 77 he said as a child he was always a told always told to address white people as sir and ma'am and he said i didn't understand why i just knew that that's what i was supposed to do Hmm. so think about the white person who feels that a black person needs to address them as sir and ma'am Mm -hmm. the 77-year-old white man, right? right? And then Mm -hmm. that's being passed down and passed down. And at some point in time, we have to evolve as a community. So yes, I believe that obviously the parents are the first teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I hope that we get to a point in um, our country where things like this don't happen, but Mm -hmm. I don't have much hope for it. Because mm-hmm. these are teenagers, this is our future. Right. And if this is how they're acting now, mm-hmm. and then there's no consequences for their action, they're going to keep acting like things like this are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in the newsroom, when this happened last night, there was the idea brought up, maybe these kids didn't know that the banana peels were racist. Do you think that that is the case? They knew. They knew. It's mm-hmm. um, 2021 now, right? Um, there have been enough instances just like this that have gone viral, that are mm-hmm. on the news. So they knew exactly what they were doing. I, mm-hmm. They don't get a pass from me. I don't care how young you are, how naive you are. Um, you thought this was a joke. No. And even if he was okay with it, I'm not okay with it. And mm-hmm. there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are not okay with it. You mm-hmm. know, I got this, and this is whether they realize it or not, this is going viral. Right. And I, I got a call from Chicago mm-hmm. about what's going on in Moline. You know, so it's going viral. Right. And it's shedding a light on our community that we, and when I say we, I mean everyone that works so hard for the Quad Cities, you know, from the chamber to nonprofits to the visit Quad Cities to mm-hmm. all these organizations and businesses, downtown Davenport Partnership, Rock Island Renaissance. Like we work right. so hard to try to make our community great. 
So everyone should be upset about this. And everyone, not just the NAACP, not mm-hmm. just Well Suited, not just the Empowerment Network, everyone should be demanding that something happen. Mm-hmm. And would you mind explaining the historical context behind um, the bananas and why that is such a negative thing for your community? I mean, it's it's the whole monkey reference and the ape reference and the gorilla reference. And you go back in time um, to the, the blackface and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the depictions of how Africans look like monkeys and mm-hmm. that it's okay to to say that it's it's not it's mm-hmm. not it's bigger than that video it's mm-hmm. it's so much bigger than that because he is part of our community as a whole once again yes the african-american community is is we're very upset about this right but the whole community should be upset about this and I've read the comments under the stories Mm -hmm. and for the most part people are upset about it so that's why I said this is an opportunity Mm -hmm. um to for a teaching moment here in our community on how we react when we see on video a black child being humiliated by people who say they're his friends Mm -hmm. is there anything you would want that black football player to know if he watches this or if he if we write something on this what would you want him to know that he he's so worthy and so so valued as a person to not let this incident it's going to be hard to overcome this incident but to not let him let this shape who he is as a person Mm -hmm. it's not about him it's about them Mm -hmm. at the end of the day and who they are as people, not who he is as a person, you know, with well-suited and it being a mentoring program for young Mm -hmm. African-American boys, I get asked all the time, why is this just for African-American boys? This is why, Mm -hmm. this is why they need to be surrounded by people who look like them, who love them, who appreciate them and who will let them know it's okay to be you. Because that's not the message that they always receive in their day-to-day lives, being in environments where they might be the only person of color in a room or on a team. And at the end of the day, they need to know that they matter. Mm -hmm. And that video going all over social media, that plays a different role in this kind of racist attack because it's not just happening that one time in the locker room. Now, hundreds, if not thousands of people have seen this young boy, you know, be humiliated, unfortunately. How is social media and, you know, having a cell phone and video on everything changing how we have these acts? I think it hurts and it helps. I think it's a Mm double-edged sword um, because every time that video is being shared, he's being victimized over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. And so I think from that aspect, it's not helping him, but we don't know what else could have happened or what else has happened that just wasn't caught on video, Sure, you know? So, um, and everything happens for a reason. You know, I think we see with this whole, with the George Floyd trial, 
we are seeing how important the video mm -hmm. was because you can go in there and say anything, but that video is going to yeah. show everything. So they can go in and say, oh, he, he agreed to this. He was part mm -hmm. of it. But we look on his face and we saw the humiliation. We saw the hurt. We saw the pain. And then we saw the, the point where he said, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and go along with this. Thank you so much for your time. I know this is a difficult topic, but I think your perspective on it really will help others okay. understand it more if they haven't already. Right. No, I hope so. The Moline Police Department say they concluded their investigation the day after the video was shared and was then reviewed by the state's attorney. Because juveniles are involved, the office cannot share any information regarding the investigation. The school may have its own investigation into a different set of school rules that may have been violated. This podcast was produced and edited by Monse Ricosa, the theme music composed by Gabriel Candiani. I'm your host, Monse Ricosa. Hasta la próxima. Until next time.